Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Hey ladies. Hey, hey ladies. Oh, sorry. Uh, hello. <laughs> oh, hello. How are you, Tals? I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Ray? I'm good. Chantel here. Natalie can't be with us again today. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. So we miss her and we send her our love. Yes. Miss you, boo. Um, so you haven't told them what episode it is. This is episode seven of season two, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode because I feel like it's going to be really uplifting, mm. really positive. So I'll start with the quote for the cast, which is choosing to love myself is where I found my power. And that quote is by one of my favorite poets, um, Alex L. Oh my gosh, I follow her on Instagram. Yeah, man. She, is she a poet? I guess you could call her poet that. Poet writer. Anyway, I love her. Yes. <laughs> Alex is 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 the Very one. Wise. Yeah, I like her. So yes. choosing to love myself is where I found my power. And I've chosen that quote. I've actually chosen two. I'll close with one as well because she writes so well. Um <laughs> because today's topic is being your own cheerleader. Woo In the workplace. In the workplace. Um and actually I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. I'm gonna start with to follow one from the quote. What would you say you are best at in terms of your profession? Um, I think that I'm best at adapting very quickly. I think this is something I've said before, so I won't dwell on it too long. But um, yeah, just adapting quickly to... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm going to pull you there. Adapting very well. I was going to add something You can add something after. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. I think my organisation skills, I managed to... um, able to organise well, which I think gets the job done quicker. Yeah, I'm pausing you there. Um, (laughs) um, I am good at strategic planning in my job as a teacher. So, yeah, I I thought we'd start with cheerleading. Oh, you didn't tell us you just wanted that "Mm," answer. "Mm," Straight away. You can can give us... I can, it's a lie. Don't lie on me. You can give us some more later. Um, So, yeah... Before we get into today's discussion, as always, um, thank you for your continued support on the socials. It's really, really important in terms of growing our network, casting our net, and, and, you know, um, in terms of things like partnerships and sponsorship, it's really important that our following um, continues to grow. So you can catch us on the Gram, Twitter, Snapchat, and that's at BWW Podcast UK. Um, continuing all conversations using the hashtag BWW Podcast UK. Our website is live. That's blackwomenworking.com. There you can find a summary of all our episodes as well as our episodes. And there is still some merch. Get your BWW mar- uh, mug and bags. They're available. So They're hit so us cute, up. so cute, guys. I it's use true. it at work. It's yeah. great. The mug gets rinsed in my house. You know this, you know this. Um, And as always, just sharing your experiences. Um, We've had a few safe space um, emails come through. Always looking for some more so that we can share. And anything else? Mm -mm. Yeah. All right. So, um, as always, here is a snippet from our town hall, ladies. Um, The group of black women working who joined us earlier this year to discuss a number of topics which we follow through um, each season. And this is what they had to say on being their own cheerleader. 
during my first year um, of qualification, I definitely played it small. I definitely were overthinking things, thinking about other people, what they're doing, essentially not running my own race and just paying attention to everybody else. And it, don't do that. If there's one thing to do, do not do that. Literally run your own race. Be, be very aware of the things that you have achieved, the things you want to achieve, how things are not working for you and be vocal about it. And if people don't like it in the workplace, then maybe that's not the organization for you because you've hired me you've put money into me it's in your best interest to help me grow if i'm telling you what i need to help me to get there to ultimately make you money let's make it happen because i'm not doing this for a joke you've not invested in me for a joke so let's just put all these stereotypes and all, all the rest of it to one side and let's just just keep it moving yeah, I would say, just adding to that point, when I first started in law, the imposter syndrome that I had was insane. Um, and I, obviously, I still get it now, but what I kind of tell myself and the advice I'd give to other people as well who struggle with being their own cheerleader is there are so many incompetent people in the workplace and who are older and who are more senior, you know, and who supposedly have more experience. So I always kind of say to myself, do you know what, when you do a good job on something, pat your back, pat yourself on the back, sorry, and keep being positive and just keep going because actually you're not that bad. So <laughs> that's what I would say about that. Right. So I thought we should start by actually defining what do we think it means to be your own cheerleader at work? It's hard to define, I think quite difficult I'm a person that likes to downplay everything so I think mainly like bigging yourself up if you if I, yeah I think bigging yourself up like in the workplace like maybe that's in meetings or even in emails or different spaces that other people will be able to see your achievements mm -hmm. bigging yourself up uh what was, there's probably a the better word <laughs> I'm trying to what, what, do, we, what do we think again? it means because I think in the town hall, a lot of people started to talk about self-care, mm. self-love. And just to be clear, like, what do we mean when we're saying being your own cheerleader at work? Um, I agree with Rachel. It's like highlighting the great things that you've done and not being kind of, um, don't be too humble. I always say, you know, embody the attitude of a middle class white male and just have that mindset when you're in the workplace. So any little thing they do, they're like, yeah, this was me. I'm big. I'm good. I can do anything. So just I feel like it's just doing that and um, having confidence and in yourself and your capabilities and your skills. One thing that I'm always told is, oh, sometimes you downplay what you can do and you're mm. actually better than that. And every time I hear that, it takes me back because I feel like I'm at my peak confidence, but evidently not, and other people can see it. So, yeah, I think it's just having that kind... It's having self-esteem within yourself and um, within your role, isn't it? You say other people can see it? Yeah. Like, that's, inter that's interesting. Can you give us an example? Um, so that's kind of feedback that I have from my colleagues. Like, um, in appraisals, they will ask... Um, they ask your colleagues to like give like uh what's the word feedback on how they've worked with you and what you've done and that's kind of been the feedback that I got like oh she's really good at doing da -da 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 -da, really good with clients and stuff like that kind of downplays her achievements a bit and needs mm. to be kind of more um 
proactive is the wrong word, but kind of just putting myself out there. And so that's something I guess I've been working on in the last year. And the other day I was in the toilet with my colleagues. I was like, no, not in the toilet. I was sitting at my desk with my colleagues and I was like, do you know what, guys? Yeah, I'm actually good, you know. I'm really good at this job, you know. And my other colleague was just sitting in front of me. She was like, yeah, you know what? I've said that to your line manager as well. And I was like, oh, yes. thank you. She's head of people as well. So if it's coming from her, that's a big thing still. So, yeah. Nice. I I feel like a real hypocrite <laughs> leading this topic because I am the worst for being my own cheerleader, at least out loud. Mm. Um, so like I am Madam Humble Bumble, like so just 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 get by, just do what I'm doing. Know that I do it well, but don't draw just attention keep, to yourself. Yeah, and just, just keep it moving, and it's not on purpose. Like it's not. It's not because of low self-esteem or because of shyness. There's a part of me that's like, I think maybe my expectations are too high, really very high, in that most of the time I just see that I'm doing my job. Like, this is what mm. I get paid to do and I'm doing my job. I do know that I do my job well, but I think um, in thinking about today's discussion, it's like this, this importance of being your own cheerleader so that others can hear. Mm. And um, in terms of, like, workplace experiences, I think in my very first role post-graduation, I've referred to uh, my boss, Hermione, a number of times. I'll big her up again. Um, I was really, really spoiled because we worked for a multi-agency team um, for children in care and so literally each member of the team was a specialist in their area so you had one business manager one attendance officer one mentor one teacher one whatever and Hermione was always like I've recruited each of you because you're specialists in your field if, if I could do all your jobs you wouldn't be here and so I respect what you bring to the table you tell me what you want you tell me how it needs to be done and she was all she she bigged us up in such a way that we kind of almost didn't need to do it ourselves because we knew that this is my role and this is mm. what I contribute. And then when I moved into teaching, it was a whole other world. I, I call it like Peacock Gate. It's like <laughs> it's like you have to really fan your feathers and puff your chest and be like in every meeting in every assembly you have to be so visible and so this is what I'm doing and this is the results and I just feel like ugh, it, it kind of like makes me feel a little bit sick and like I started teaching 10 years ago and I noticed that and literally just up until last week a colleague of mine was like, yeah, you know, if you're going to stay in this school, the head teacher, she wants you to shout about what you do. And I'm like, this is something I'm going to have to learn to do better because it seems like that's what people are looking for, but it's not something I do very well. I think um, we mentioned it before. It's maybe a cultural difference as well in terms of how we're brought up. Because yeah. obviously we're taught to just like do our job, be twice as good, get on with it. Don't draw too much attention mm, to yeah. yourself. Because when you, as a black person, start saying, "Yeah, I'm the baddest, I'm good at this," they want to like knock you down to they size. Want to finish you. Like raw. So okay, we let you have a little bit of leeway, and now you want to do like you're better than me. <laughs> and then that's when like unwanted conflicts can occur. So 
And also, if we think about our history in this country and what it was like for our parents to work in this country, they're coming from a work culture where it's very much just keep your mouth shut and get the job done because any too much attention and someone will be like, oh, like they they could easily throw them out basically mm. and make their work situation complex. Obviously now moving, I don't know, 20, 30 years down the line, now we have rights. We have <laughs> equality acts. We have discrimination, this, discrimination, that. But their mindset is still very much in Old like school. the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so that's what they've passed down to us. And I think maybe only now we're having a bit of a mental renaissance where we're really realising that, number one, we're good at so many things, which yeah. we are. And number two, it's time we started, like, shouting about it. And if certain platforms that cater to so- certain demographics, a.k.a. Caucasians, don't want to include us in things, well, then we're going to create our own platforms. Yes. And then the whole world's going to see oh, how yeah. excellent we are. And we're going to shout about it. And we're just going to be big and we're just going to be great. And <laughs> you can tell, like, it's caused, like, conflict. I think think yeah it's it's causing conflict and that's when you start getting like but why is it only for black people why can't whites be included in this or or that yeah, and stuff like oh that but at the end of the day we just kind of got to keep doing our own thing and just gradually build the confidence up within us uh, it's easier said than done obviously um but it's just the mindset that we have to try and embody and encourage others to embody. Like, I feel like the generation below us, like, they're coming up with just a whole new attitude. Their whole chest. Like, Their exactly. Like, chest. they will even, they will challenge you, just these little yats, I call them yats, they will <laughs> challenge you. They have no knowledge, no experience or nothing, but they will still stand chest to chest with you and say, what's good? Do you know what I mean? Obviously, that's not the ideal situation. Like, be humble and learn some skills. But also, <laughs> <laughs> it is confidence kind of, from the drum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I love to see it. Right? Your experience? With with being my own cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at your face. <laughs> I know. Her face looks like, you know, when you just ask your aunties and your uncle something and they just roll up their face. Why like, are you, do you know what? Me. Tired. <laughs> I am tired, but <laughs> you guys know me every week. I'm tired every single week. Um, but I think for myself, I, because of, like, I'm new to the workplace and this particular field that I've moved into now, I'm new to it. I generally keep to that same agenda, keep my mouth shut, get on with what I'm doing and try my best to just get through and don't get highlighted in any aspect. But I think it's my colleagues that have kind of, like, pushed me to say, oh, yeah, Rachel did this this week and we're so happy that she's done this. Mm. When we have our meetings and stuff they're the ones that kind of force me to actually make a comment and force me to actually be at the forefront of the meeting sometimes. It's been a bit difficult because it does make me feel sick, like you said, (laughs) it makes me feel, oh, I just feel so disgusted. Like, I don't want to talk about myself. I don't want to, no. But I think it is something that you have to do if you want to prosper in the workplace and get better at your job and understand how you could potentially like work with people in a better way. I think the things that my colleagues highlight that they like what I do, I try to do that more now so that it's easier for me and them to work together. Whereas some of the other things that I might have thought, oh, this was really important. I just scrap, not scrap it, but it's on the back burner because I know what they're looking for from me now. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try. I'm going to try. In a sense, it's a bit of survival. So like, like you said, when you first start, you just want to keep your head down and then you just assess like the situation and environment and then you can determine from there which kind of direction you're going to go in because yeah, for sure, we should have self-confidence and stuff, but we should also be wise and um, in the way that we apply it and how we use it around certain 
people because there's some backstabbers in the workplace right so that's one of the another one of the reasons why it makes me feel a bit ill because i don't want to give them any opportunity Mm -hmm. to make me open my mouth Mm. it's i mean again i think like when you when you call out what you're good at uh, and cheerlead for yourself there's also a level of accountability that you then have to maintain mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. oh so you say you're good at this right okay, so yeah. stay being good at this and you've got to be careful to not be giving yourself more than you can bear or mm-hmm. adding any stress or anxiety to your workload because you know that now people are expecting of you but that said you know don't underestimate i just think don't let's not underestimate what we're truly capable of because some of the things that we master in a week a day an hour is like bam yeah i did that Mm -hmm. Um, and if you ask somebody else to do it they might not be able to and i think um you know there's it's really important that um we look for the the big and small opportunities to to big up ourselves whether it is in a meeting um or in you know putting yourself forward for company nominations or prizes because i think you know most often we only we don't, it's not even cheerleading this because we want to get somewhere like we will talk about our achievements when it's um appraisal or when we're writing an application for our next job. And I don't think we should have to wait for that because the the, the potential problem is that you then see incompetent people or someone who you consider... A dundus in the workplace. ...less than you <laughs> climbing and stepping mm-hmm. over you. And then, you know, we can't sit back and be like, oh, he doesn't do anything, mm-hmm. but he's got there when we're not actually cheering for ourselves. So whilst there's a part of me that's like, so long as I give myself my pat on my back and I know I'm doing well, that's good enough. Actually, it, it's not necessarily good enough and mm. my cheerleading might need to be heard by others. Otherwise, I'm going to be left at the bottom, right? It's interesting that you said that because as you were speaking, I was just remembering like certain times where like my colleagues have been really impressed with my work and they will say it to me but then they also deliberately go to my line manager to say she has been very good at this and then she's fed that back to me and said okay so and so said this about you and I'm like oh that's really nice and it's so important kind of having that kind of work environment obviously it's not necessarily going to be everybody's experience but I just wanted to highlight that as um, my experience, just so everybody like listening knows that not every situation or workplace that black women go into is a negative yeah. environment. Mm-hmm. There can be environments where we have people that we work with advocating for us in ways that we may never have expected. I, I would never expect anyone to do that for me. Mm. So when that happens, I'm like, yes, this is this is lit. So this is what it feels like. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's good for us to have an open heart in in respect of the people that we work with i don't know how to say this it's like i don't i it's like i'm not saying expect people to do that but maybe just maybe you might end up in a work situation one time where people would do that kind of thing for you and it's for you to kind of use your wisdom and use your discernment to judge if that is that the kind of atmosphere and if someone's saying to you oh i feel like you did really good Mm. at this thing tell them thank you i appreciate that so much would you be happy to like feed that back to my manager or something in written email or whatever and then you can keep a a track of it advocate for you i my current work place um do staff member of the week 
and um, I've worked in a few schools, but I've never experienced that. So, like, every Monday in staff briefing in the morning, the head teacher reels off all these nominations. And sometimes they're just like, thank you to Sarah for helping me when the photocopier broke. <laughs> right down to, you know, well done to such and such for amazing planning and execution of the school production. But my point is, it was like the first environment that I've worked in where the head teacher gets to see little snippets of what people are doing, mm. good for others and good for the workplace, all throughout. And then she'll nominate someone who's staff member of the week. And I recently went into another staff room that says, um, throw kindness like confetti. And it's just got bare post-it notes all over oh. the wall where people just literally They're put thanks. a post yeah That's put a so thanks nice. it's like, yeah. do you know what I know we're talking about being your own cheerleader but it, what you said is also important about working in a space and creating spaces where we do big up people and each other because mm. unfortunately it's usually about the agenda of the day get the work done or you're called in to be told off. And like you said, that feeling, that little feeling inside where you recognise you've done something well is nice. But because we're busy being humble, mumble, yeah, I did that next. It's quite nice when somebody else says, mm. you know what? You're good at that. Maybe I'm going to do that some more. Yeah. It's like, put your money where your mouth is. You're coming to me to tell me, please, please, go and tell my manager. <laughs> go and tell the CEO so that when my promotion comes, the, the money will match the promotion. Uh -huh, you know? Because uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all these words, what's all these words? Okay, you know, words suit the soul, you know, like words can be, you know, people's... What they mean called? nothing. Love. Give me money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Give me dinero. <laughs> so, do, you, do you put your letters behind your name? Letters? How your do you degree? Mean? B B A. Oh my days. I, I think that ain't so Everybody's got a degree. Oh. That's so common now. Yeah, it's a bit tacky, man. Maybe no, if I had one of my old managers used to do it and like one of the ladies that's old school there, like she was older, senior, she was like, What's these letters <laughs> name? Like, is, is he undercover? I said, Are you mad? Like, is he undercover? It was just his um, um his master's letters behind his name. No, that's for LinkedIn, not in for like real life. But no, I he was putting it in his LinkedIn. signature. So his signature would be there and then the letters will be there. You next know what? I'm not gonna lie. I you I do what you wanna do. I though. don't do it. I yeah. just think again, I But I am here for it, yeah, because at the end of the day, because I look so young, right? People think I'm out here being 21 fresh graduate. No, love. I've put my work in and sometimes, yeah. Mm, it's true. If sometimes I think people need to know. Like the other yeah. day I was in line management and my line manager, who's who's a senior member of um, staff, so assistant head, he's telling me about maybe you should do this cause. I said, my friend, I've already done it. I have, <laughs> I've already done it. Bro, I have two degrees do and a master's. And, and, and what else and what else and what else? They're coming telling me to do B-Tech. You're telling me to do B-Tech. I don't, like... <laughs> Tell me as it's complimentary, but don't tell me like you're giving me advice to grow. Do they know and how old you are, this person? Sh they should. They should. Oh, they, yeah. they should. Mad. They should. And sometimes, you know what I'm like, yeah, that, well, what you what you referred to as middle-aged man, whatever, big dick energy. My friend mm -hmm. uh, Delia Renee is like, yeah, we need to put some fat pum-pum energy behind <laughs> ourselves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
that's the that's the um what's the the censored version of what no. she says. But yeah, like Long. please no, I've worked I've worked hard mm. and just because I'm not shouting or just because I haven't got the title that mm. reflects my work doesn't mean I haven't put the work in. Mm. But I do think so, it's true what you're saying though, because some people will look at somebody on a physical and think, Oh, she's young or yeah. she looks this way or she doesn't look like she has much experience and think, oh, I'll just suggest to do this. I get that. I, I can, and I'm thinking, I are you dumb? Do After that. I've been in uni for how long? Because yeah. my face looks young as well, so... Oh, um, yeah, take it now. <laughs> <laughs> no, because sometimes when I sit in front of people, I'll say, like, when I've had, like, interviews for jobs and stuff, and obviously they've read my CV in advance, and so they're like, oh, this person, da, 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 and I sit down in front of them, and you just see, like, the slight shock, yeah, kind of, like... like Oh, like you, you think you're yeah, me. exactly. And I'll tell you, actually, that's actually one of my largest frustrations in life. But yeah, I like yeah, it's cool to look young, or whatever. But I feel like I've passed the threshold where it's actually of benefit and where it's too. Like I still get people telling me, "Oh, you look twenty three. I'm thirty three. I yeah. want people to t- treat me yeah. as that." Yeah. So sometimes when people are talking to me, like in the shops and stuff, you right, love don't love me. Hey. I'm a grown woman. Hey. Hey. Don't love me. Hey. <laughs> it's like it's true it's, it's true because yeah. they think you're stealing or something that's <laughs> when they come then they say that well I mean maybe for you not for me for so. me definitely <laughs> they think I'm stealing all the time look like a little street rat you do look about 15 no, they always right ask, now. but they always ask me they ask me where's your student ID what secondary really? school do you go to what College, oh, you go two to students allowed at a time. Do you know what? You do look. <laughs> you know, oh my god, the other day I went to the hair shop and that happened to me, and I'm just like, no, Oh my no, gosh, no, no, no. like, bring I'm out like, your driving license, like, yeah, no. I'm a black woman working, not <laughs> a black <laughs> girl, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I'm getting alcohol, and can I see your ID, please? Every day, every I day, did. every Mm-mm. day. So, yeah, I, I'm kind of here for putting my letters behind my name. Will I, though? Mm. Will I? Send what, us what letters? Shop. Tell us what your letters would be. My le- in, in in the education world, yeah. it would be um, BSc, so my bachelor's in science, uh, PGCE education, okay. and then MA. Now no one puts a PGCE, but you can People do BSc. Do, listen, when you uh, pass a secondary school, the next time yeah, you see the head teacher's letters, they put everything: <laughs> they do. BA, PGC, MPQ, HL. They put them all. ABCD, that old. What they just really need to know is my only letter is G in it because I'm a real. Oh, shut up. Oh my god! That was trash. <laughs> but you liked it. Uh, sorry. Okay. Back to focus. <laughs> Moving on. We started to discuss a few. What are some of the ways that people can um, openly cheerlead for themselves? And then, if there are ways that you use that you know have worked particularly well, um, I think my chosen way and preferred way is emails because it doesn't mean that I have to physically say anything so what I do is if somebody writes me an email saying oh thank you Rachel for helping us with this work experience or thank you Rachel for this student that you sent to us because they were really good not only will I send it to the student or the the child involved I also send it to my manager and I'll mm. be like oh is there a way we can thank this student is mm-hmm. there a way we could do something for this student so she knows what I've done and mm. they know that I've sent it to my manager and we're working, we're moving. So I try to do that. That that's would be good. my chosen way. I don't like the verbal, but I'm mm. sure that's a way. Do you see any other ways in your workplace? Um, we do have like our team meetings, but I kind of, I always big somebody else up in the team meetings because there's things that people do for me and I really appreciate it. So I always big someone up in there and sometimes people do the same for me. But... I think the team meetings are very just just that team meetings. Mm. They don't go much further than that. 
it's just oh so and so said yeah. x y and z and it's a nice thing to do but i don't really feel like it goes anywhere whereas when you have the emails it's a bit more like you can draw that back up mm. if somebody says what what places are we working with what places are happy to work with us again you can draw up that email and you know mm. x y and z but i don't think i don't think the team meetings for me personally help anyway for me to get any further I think a good way of cheerleading for yourself in the workplace is to get other people to do it for you, like I said before. So if you have that kind of relationship with your colleagues and you're actually a good worker, because I'm not going to lie, not everybody's a good worker. Let's for like, real? Let's, let's not real? make no mistake. Just because you're a black woman working doesn't mean that you are you have good work, at, work ethic and you're good in the workplace. So if you're not, step up. Anyway. But, <laughs> But, um, Pastor yeah. Tolls has spoken. <laughs> I have spoken. No. Um, yeah, getting other people to cheerlead for you, as I said before. You know, if they're saying a nice comment f- to you, saying, oh, I really appreciate that. Would you mind writing that email? And, you know, just CCing me and to my manager as well, because I'm just trying to create a trail of the things that I've done. And if they're not a bad man person, they probably would be quite happy to do that. And also, I think another subtle way of... Um, cheerleading for yourself is um actually encouraging others and then because what you put out is kind of what you get back so Mm -hmm. if you create an atmosphere where people are regularly kind of congratulating each other and lifting each other up then hopefully i would think that that would come back to me so maybe like you said in your new workplace there's this um kind of appreciation board if if there's somewhere that you're working you can't really see any kind of um forum which people are able to big each other up maybe you create that Mm -hmm. and then through that that's how that's first of all that's doing something good for the company because that's boosting morale and then also through that forum you could get like praise back through that Mm. so it's just thinking about you know being a bit more clever about how you do it because if you're a bit more shy and you not really about sitting down with your manager and saying look this is what i've done fam look at me fam blood cuz i'm a g Mm -hmm. if that's not really your style then you adapt it and you work in you know a subtle way to bring about the result that you want i agree Boy, I already told you, I'm not good at this at all. Like, I'm so surprised by that as well. Because every time we're talking in the car, you're like, I do this, I do yeah. this. She's confident, good. isn't it? So I don't yeah. know what her issue is now. Boy, I don't know what happens to me in the workplace, you know. I actually don't. What I do know is I am I am very good. I don't overlook my achievements. So I, am, I can write a stunning application. I'm really good at presenting my personal statement, which is the best well not the best but it's the most obvious place that you do it um but yeah i don't i don't know i don't i think i do keep a personal record for myself not literally like a folder because i know one of the ladies at the town hall were like yeah i keep a way to go folder mm. like i'm not bigger up though yeah uh, that's a good idea bigger up. Mm. I, I, do that. I don't know if i'd do that i think i do keep a mental log like i i wouldn't overlook someone wouldn't have to tell me oh, you did that and it was really good. And me go, is it? Like, I know Mm. what I do and do well. I keep a record so that I can recall it when I need to. But on a day-to-day, yeah, I'm not... I I wouldn't even know what I would do in my context. Do you think... Is that something that you've always battled with with every role? Or is it, like, maybe in this role or the roles before? Like, is it... Has an environment impacted that... I don't know because I've been in I've been in school what teaching for ten years now, isn't it? So, so all the way through your teaching, you've been like that. All the way through, mm. I think, I think it's a bit. It's a possibly I've got a, maybe a bit complacent with it because um, 
because I'm at a place in terms of I'm not really I'm not really looking for a promotion anymore. So mm-hmm. I've gone from trainee to middle leader to the and it's like okay, I think I've I probably shouted maybe I have shouted when I needed to and now because I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm at a stop mm. for a pause for a moment. And then I don't know, I feel I do feel like there is a little confidence thing, especially like when you've been out, had babies, mm. you, you kind of come back and it's like I'm I'm just gonna come back and get on my grind. And also for me, there's other things that are important, like Maybe, maybe it is a bit lazy. Maybe it's like, I don't want to put no light on me because I just need to get home and pick up my babies and cook dinner. Like, mm-hmm. And maybe yeah, there's a that. maybe there's a bit of a lifestyle shift. Possibly, I, possibly mm-hmm. it wasn't such a problem. I can't think of big examples of where I have, but maybe earlier on my, on my career, this wouldn't have been such a... Mm-hmm. And now it's like, mm, I'm kind of like coasting. I think that's an important thing to highlight, though. Like, basically, seasons. So there's seasons where it's time to be like, oi, 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 oi. Me, me, Do you me. know what I mean? Yeah, me, 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 me. And then there's seasons to just relax a little bit and let it be a bit more subtle. Yeah. And there's sometimes there's seasons where you don't even say anything at all because, actually, this isn't the right place or the right time. Mm. So it's just like, yeah, just assessing the season you're in. You don't always have to be shouting about yourself. No. You just have to, as I say, always apply wisdom and discernment into how you do it. Wisdom, discernment. And I, I am always like... Let the work speak. So even when I'm not That's speaking... That's dead still. I'm not going to lie. Do you not dead, think yeah. so? Is it no, working but, for us? No, but <laughs> in Chantal's no. case, it might. Because what work you're doing is teaching those children. So what about if the children become your cheerleaders per se? Oh, the, the, okay. ch- the children are always cheerleaders, at least for me. Like even slightly in the corridors, like today, a little year seven walked past and she was with another kid that I don't teach. She's like, that's Miss Clark, she's calm. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I'm calm. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? So so again, one of the town hall ladies said, you know, working hard and hoping others will see you. That's not gonna work. It's dead. I think in my line of work, in terms of me saying let the work speak for itself because of the amount of scrutiny that I'm under as a teacher Mm -hmm. in terms of people will come in and see my lessons or the amount of children that are sent out of my lessons for bad behavior or the results that come in for exams I can to some men just Mm. be like you know what I'm a good teacher because you don't see no kid not handing in their homework you don't see any children being sent out you don't see my results slipping and so it can work for me, but I don't mean it in the sense of I'm just going to work hard, 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 hard and expect someone to mm. see it. I mean, if I am if I am working in excellence, you will never have to call me out on something. Mm. Yeah, that's that. what I mean Makes by sense. that. Um, <clears throat> any other tips? Not that I can think of. No. I'm sure I'll learn some more things along the way. Um, we can come <laughs> back to this. I'd love to hear um, tips from our listeners i think the only other thing um that came out uh, and you guys can can say if you agree or not is the whole idea of running your own race and slaying in your lane like when you're cheerleading for yourself it's not because you're trying to compete or show that you're better than or put down another it's because you are slaying for yourself Mm. and it's a, yeah, I agree with that. There's yeah, I think it's a every thing. man for themselves kind of world in the working world a lot of the time. True. And like, well, every woman, I should say. Mm. Oh my so, <laughs> every black woman. Yeah, every black woman. <laughs> so um, I feel like you can help others and you can support others in the work as much as you like. 
But at the end of the day, it's your job that's on the line. If your job and your stuff are not done, the manager's going to look at you mm. like, well, Mark's got his stuff in check, but you haven't got your stuff in check mm. and you've been helping Mark, but what about your stuff? So I think it is important that you make sure whatever you have got going on, that you sort that first and foremost before you're looking at anything mm. else. Cool. I want a call to action. How you mean? I want the listeners, I want I want our black women working mm-hmm. to shout out um, something that they're good at, something that they're proud of, something that they've achieved at work. Do we have a hashtag? Be your own yeah, ask me to, to dream yeah, this up on the moment. Hashtag cheering for myself. That could be we need to speci- we need to make it specific to us, isn't it? BWW cheerleader. BWW cheerleader. There we go. Yeah, yeah. We so, love it. Um, after listening to this episode, we want to share as many shout out as many Black women working who mm. are being their own cheerleaders in yes. the workplace. That's a good idea. I really like. Send it. us your snaps. Send Pictures, us whatever it is. Your tweets, shout yourself anything. out. Hashtag. Emails. You can send us a screenshot. Right. Mm. We'll keep it anonymous if you want us to. That's it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hashtag BWW Podcast UK or more specifically for episode seven, hashtag BWW Cheerleader because yes. today we are bigging That's up it. ourselves. I like it. So again, just a reminder on all the socials, we are at BWW Podcast UK. That's on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I reckon we should do a Snapchat takeover as well, you know, because... Snapchat's still looking a bit I dry, told but you time and again, I'm too old for Snapchat. Man, no one's too old for Snapchat. She'd just be looking young, but she's too <laughs> no old. No one's too old for uh, Snapchat. We'll come back to the listeners about our Snapchat takeovers. Um, the website, again, blackwomenworking.com. Get at us, follow the conversation, share the love. And I'm going to finish with one more quote because I couldn't choose oh just days. one from Miss Alex L. And it is... You will encounter people who refuse to see you and still dimming your light shouldn't be an option. Mm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Follow her on Instagram. She's a she's a very wise person. Or quite inspirational. More wise than yeah. you. Yeah, man. Look at where, look at where Auntie Tolls gets her inspo from. <laughs> yes, take note, take note. What do you mean? I'm my own person. <laughs> All right, ladies. And that is a wrap for today's episode. Bye. Bye.